0: Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. As always, and I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. Guys, I hope you're doing well. COVID cases are still spreading rapidly, so be sure to be safe. Wear a mask, socially distance. Um, keep the ministry in your prayers. Go check out our new show, Christian Anarchy Today. I guess not so new anymore, but doing it for almost two months. Um and I will have the link to that in the description. Today I wanted to talk briefly about judgment. Our verse of the day surrounds this, Matthew 7. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice a log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. That is Matthew 7, verses 1 through 6. And this is such a, a amazing teaching by Jesus. Not that there's any unamazing teaching by Jesus, but this one particularly. Because it represents so much of what we are talking about in this season of Common Sense Christianity. So much of what is represented with what we do here, being against the establishment church, uh, is represented within these six verses. My personal pet peeve of the modern-day evangelical church is the fact that they... Play the holy card. They act so holy. And they demand holiness from their members. And they pretend as if that they should not be associated with anyone that thinks differently or acts differently. It should keep the church pure, even though that is not necessarily biblical. In fact, it isn't um, in New Testament standards. The biblical thing is you accept everyone and teach the gospel, and let people and the Holy Spirit decide. Now, that, now that's that's the biblical reasoning. But of course, when men gain control of the aspects of God's church, it is uh, automatically corrupted, whatever it is. And it's not just the evangelical church; it's it's. Other Protestant denominations, it's the Catholics, it's the Greek Orthodox, it's all of these different forms of the faith. You cannot worship differently and still be the same type of Christian as them. If you are a member of the Church of Church of God in Christ, back in the day they were the only true church. In church, they were just like the Mormons. The Mormons believe they're the only true church. Um. Anyone else that isn't a part of the true church in terms of Church of God and Christ standards is going to hell. If you're a Baptist, you're not a Christian. And likewise, back in the day, I bet you you can find some Baptists that thought the same thing about people in Kojic or, or Mormons. You could still find people who think that way about Mormons. Because just because you are a member of a church, then you cannot go to heaven. You automatically have judgment based on the corruption or the flaws of the way that church is run. But let's take the LDS church, for example. They may rightly judge a Baptist church, but if their judgment, how, how useful is their judgment if they ignore the log of problems in their own church? Like the $100 billion that they have stored, supposedly, for the second coming. That sounds like corruption, because... If Jesus Christ has come back, it doesn't seem like you need that money. And we can go on and on and on with these points. And I'm not saying don't judge. That's not what the text says. It says, do not judge hypocritically. How am I going to tell someone to stop cursing if I curse, as an example? Or tell someone to stop lying if I lie? And all of us are liars. If you lie one time, you're a liar. If you commit adultery one time, you're an adulterer. Uh, If you cheat one time, you're a cheater. And uh, Ray Comfort makes these points in his ministry, uh, Living Waters, which I disagree with a lot of the stuff that they say. But but that is a very excellent point. And uh, again, you could go along these lines further and further and further and further. What the gospel and what God and what our lives should be based on is love. Love for one another. Because if you have a base of love, then that shows. That is Christ's example. But you can talk all day about how uh, how perfect you are, how good you are at following the Ten Commandments, how good you are at keeping a clean mouth, how good you are about not thinking sexual thoughts, etc. You can talk all day about that. But if you have no love... Th- All that stuff doesn't matter because you're still a sinner either way. You're still in the same boat as me. I could do this. I could do that. I could do a hundred million more sins than you. But yet you are still in the same boat to hell as me because you do not have Christ. If you do not love, you can claim all day that you have Christ, but if you do not love your fellow neighbor, then how useful is Christ? How useful is Christ in your life? Christ's entire life was based off of love. That's his whole life, his whole ministry. It all circled back to love. I mean, uh, you could take any parable that Christ gave, and you can connect it back to love. Any story in the Bible, you can connect it back to love. But just his death on the cross, that is a whole love story. It's the b- most beautiful love story of all time. Because a sinful world that rejected the Savior, that rejected his teachings, he still died for. Father, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He said that on the cross. On the cross, he was He was beaten before. Forty lashes. His spine w- was probably exposed from that many whips. And it's not just a whip like you would use in American slavery. It's a whip where you have bones and pieces of glass, and it would char it into you and reap a big piece of meat out of your body. And he was probably going into shock. And then he has nails put into his wrist and into his feet. And then placed upon a cross where you have to push up and down and scrape your back that is already exposed. Your spine is already exposed. You have to push that up. Against a cross. A wooden cross. You probably are getting splinters. Probably if you have a little itch in your back. You can't you can't even reach that. And you're out there in the heat. You're out there dehydrated. You can't eat anything. You're up there for six hours. Which is a short amount of time comparatively. To some, what some people, other people endured in a crucifixion. Six hours. And the people that mock you. And the people that... That, the, that have rejected you, and the people that uh, put a crown of thorns on your head. You say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That is love, brothers and sisters. And if we cannot carry out the basic principles of love, then how Christian are we? And these love principles are very rare within the faith. I will make that statement right now. You could find plenty of nice people, plenty of good people, plenty of law followers in the faith. But love is a very rare quality in my estimation. I've seen it very little. And every time I meet someone with this Christ love, not earthly love, but Christ love, I am very gleeful because it is such a rare attribute. Because to truly love, I mean, setting aside all your previous beliefs on the matter, whether they're a homosexual, whether they're an adulterer, whether they're, they're just living life in sin. Setting all that aside and treating them the exact same and treating them as a friend because Christ hung out with the sinners. But gave them love. That is our mission, ladies and gentlemen. The establishment church, don't listen to them. All of them are a bunch of hypocritical, judgmental people. They are the modern-day Pharisees, the establishment church. Those are the modern-day Pharisees. And we must be like Jesus and the apostles in this way of love. Take this story to heart. Love one another, love yourself, but always give credit to God and always let it be Uh, godly love. We will see you here Sunday on Common Sense Christianity.